Today, on Commitment to Truth. We don't know when the time in epics is going to happen, and we don't know when they're going to end. We don't know how severe they're going to be, etc., etc., etc. We just have to trust the one who has all authority to handle it. Welcome to Commitment to Truth, the teaching ministry of Commitment Church, a place for all nations. Thank you so much for spending time with us today. Each week, Pastor Cedric Brown and the pastoral team at Commitment Church strive to draw you into a deeper relationship with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Today, we begin a series titled, Let's Re-Engage. Many churches have had a very difficult last two years, especially with COVID-19 rendering gatherings difficult to impossible. And once we regathered, it has been a challenge to feel close to one another. Because we are the body of Christ, we were made to be connected to each other. There is no time like now to begin to restore that connectedness that makes us the hands and feet of the gospel of Jesus Christ. This week, Pastor Cedric Brown will interview the leaders of another one of the ministries of Commitment Church. During this interview, you will learn about some of the real life struggles of those who are served by this ministry and how their needs are met. You will also learn how this ministry helps to build up disciples of Jesus Christ and how you can get engaged with this ministry. Here is Pastor Cedric, lead pastor of Commitment Church with today's message. But the human sinful tendency is, okay, well, we've gotten to this part of Judea. We're now comfortable with this part of Judea. Now let me settle again. That's the sinful tendency, just to settle again. So he says, no, I need you to go to all Judea. And, and when you see the word and connected to Samaria, it also means not only all Judea, but all what? Samaria. Because the human tendency again is, okay, I've, we've now gone to all Judea, then we settle again. Then he says, okay, well, I'll start going to now parts of Samaria, which means now the people groups are becoming even more complex. Then he says, no, you can't stop there until you reach the world. And the beautiful thing about this going process is you never stop going to Jerusalem. You never stop going to Judea. You never stop going to Samaria. You never stop going to all the world. One never arrives at the place of settling and saying, we have then reached all because this going doesn't stop in one generation. It continues after generation, after generation, after generation, after generation. That must continue to go and go and go. This word witness in the Greek, it comes from a root word that we get martyrs, martis, martis, right? And it means this, the testimony, the evidence, or the proof. We cannot stop giving our testimony. We cannot stop being the evidence and the proof to the world. How can they hear unless one is what? Sent. Yes, he will first send you to your, your wife, your kids, your mom, your dad. Maybe you're the first generation believer in your household. Praise the Lord, but don't stop there. Don't stop there. Yeah, you may be reaching your neighborhood, 
But guess what? There's other neighborhoods to reach. You may be reaching your state city. There's other cities, your states, the other states. There's certain parts of the world he will send you, but there's a whole bunch of other parts of the world. Let me end with this. You see, Matthew 28, where Jesus tells us to go make disciples, is probably the, one of the most prominent uh, scriptures when it comes to the going, right? And I think we all kind of know that. But, but what I want to do is take you to another place in Matthew 24, where Jesus says something a little similar, but I think if you would, I can say today a bit urgently. Matthew 24, verses four through 14. We're gonna end with this passage and then we're gonna invite some folks up as we've done the entire sermon series for a quick interview. Matthew 24, verses four through 14. In verse 14, I really want you to underline and put a star by it. It says, and Jesus answered and said to them, see to it that no one misleads you. For many would come in my name saying, I am the Christ and will mislead many. You'll be hearing of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not frightened for those things must take place. But that is not yet the end. For nation will rise up against nation, kingdom against kingdom in various places. There will be famines and earthquakes. Sound familiar? But all these things are merely the beginning of birth pains. And any one of our sisters and mothers who've ever had children, you, this probably resonates with you. It's like, is the baby coming? Is the baby coming? No. Sorry, ma'am. Sorry, the beginning of the birth pains. Beginning. What says, if we think it's bad today, it's going to get worse. And that's why, just a little side note, that's why, here's the caution, church. My humble opinion is, the church shouldn't be praying and asking God to restore this country or the world the way it used to be. For the record, it will never be the way it used to be. It's going to be worse. What the church should be praying is, God, give us wisdom and open doors to live in whatever the current condition is. If he gives us years of hope, weeks of hope, and it looks like it's better than it was, help us to live and navigate that well, steward that well. God, if, if it all crumbles around us, give us wisdom on how to navigate well with the gospel of Jesus Christ. It says in verse number uh, seven, it says, for nation will rise up against nation, kingdom against kingdom, and in various places there will be famines and earthquakes, but all these things are merely the beginning of birth pains. Verse nine, then they will deliver you to tribulation and will kill you and you will be hated by all nations because of my name. At that time, many will fall away 
and will betray one another and hate one another. Sounds familiar. Many false prophets will rise and will mislead many. Because of lawlessness is increased, most people love, people's love will grow cold. Sound familiar? But the one who endures to the end, he will be saved. This gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all the nations, and then the end will come. Have you heard many people say things like this? Well, Jesus, just come and take me away. Just, <laughs> right? This is, you know, everything's just all messed up. God, just come and take me away. Just rapture the church or whatever. Well, well, guess what? Ain't gonna happen until this gospel that we're talking about today goes into all the world. So if you want to expedite his return, church, Right? If you want to expedite his return, let's all get busy. That's the bottom line. If you want Jesus to come back quickly and rescue, you know, his church and his bride and leave all this garbage behind, guess what? Our responsibility in the whole narrative is to keep on going. Keep on going and keep on going and keep on going. And then we can say, Maranatha, come quickly, Lord, come quickly. And he will return. Amen. Thank you for joining us for today's message from Commitment to Truth. We'll continue with the second part of the message right after this. Life is like an orchestra. We have the string, woodwind, brass, and percussion sections. We're all attempting to follow God's lead as our conductor while remaining in sync with each other. Instinctively, we find ourselves seeking the position of first chair. None of us are ever really skillful enough to sit there, yet we try. But who is the first chair meant for? You can purchase this book and others by Cedric Brown at cedricbrown.com. Thank you again for joining us for today's message from Commitment to Truth. We now return for the second half of our message. So I'd like to call to the stage some folks who are helping us do this in our church. Uh, I think we have some folks, uh, I think Joyce Ray, she's here. She's a missionary to South Africa. And coincidentally, the Lord will have her here during this time. Isn't that pretty cool? Joyce Ray. <laughs> Uh, we have Hezekiah who helps with our, our local missions and uh, Phil who helps also locally with uh, our uh, least of these food pantry. I don't know if Betty's here. Is Betty here today? No. Uh, Pastor Jose who is, you're going to be over here sister, uh, Jose Torres again <laughs> who helps with our uh, Columbia missions and am I missing anybody? Am I missing anyone? Uh, I know there's some people here for nine o'clock and won't be here for the others, but um, am I missing anyone? Okay. I'm looking at Sarah. Am I missing anyone? <laughs> All right. Can we give these folks a, a hand clap? Yeah. And again, Gloco, we're doing uh, some wonderful things locally and also globally. And uh, I want these folks just to have the opportunity to just share from their hearts of what God is doing uh, specifically in and through our church. And again, remember, we want you to be aware of what's happening so you can 
ultimately say, you know what, I want to be a part of that as well, or some variation of that, because I, I guess I want to also say here at Commitment, if it ain't happening, you may be the one that God wants to start with. So, so don't be limited in your imagination. It makes sense that it may not necessarily be you you know, it's being done now. I mean, Joyce is one of our original church planters, right? And she came to me and said, hey, pastor, I believe God's calling me to South Africa. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, let's go to South Africa, right? You know, and, and, and here she are, here she is. 20 years later. 20 years later. And she has a South African accent now. <laughs> so she's deep, deep, deep there. So that being said, I just want to kind of go down the line and ask a specific question. And, um, and again, I know, Jose, you know, you, you serve here, but let's start with you. So what, what does our ministry in Colombia, South America, what are we, what are we doing there? God gave us the, the privilege to go there several years ago on a mission trip. Myself, Pastor Cedric, Pastor Juan, and some others. Um, and from that, God placed a church that was seeking help. And that church, literally, it was six pieces of wood with some hay on the roof, dirt floor. That's what the church started off with. Um, but what God has done as he united them with us, um, he's given us the opportunity to help them. Uh, I can say their church building is twice the size as this, all bricks and stones and cement floors and uh, it's a tin roof. Over 45 people are now in that uh, service. They're building bathrooms and they're planning to build a second floor. So within the last three and a half years, God has done all this uh, because we answered the call. We went when God told us to go. Yeah. So if God is telling you to go, just go. He'll do the rest. All right. So, so st sticking with what we're doing there, uh, I know Larry is helping with what? You want to share what Larry's doing when it comes to discipleship? So discipleshipping. <laughs> we have a, a discipleship-making process here at, in, at Commitment that everyone is able to go through classes and uh, grow in their leadership and go get prepared for, to do God's work. So we translated that material into Spanish and we're presently right now taking 11 people during, uh, during this time through Zoom, through that process uh, with Pastor Montes and about uh, 10 other people from that church preparing them so that they can teach others there at Columbia. Yeah, amen, amen. And additionally, I know we're doing some things with the children. I mean, we have a wonderful children's outreach there. And just to let you know, the, the, the legal name of our church is Commitment Church of Columbia there, Commitment Community Church of Columbia. So we actually went through the whole legal process and so forth that um, they, this group of people that was meeting and literally said, we want to be a part of what God is doing there, and, and we're doing it. But they have a wonderful children's ministry and outreach, don't they? Yes, they do. They, they're, the reason why I believe God joined us together, because their beliefs from the start was the same beliefs that we have here. It's community, serving the community, reaching out to the community, serving our children, serving our people around us. 
And um, they love that about our church, and that's why they want to be part of us. Um, their, their children's ministry right now is the biggest ministry in within their church. Uh, they, they serve uh, food to the children. They minister to the children. They provide. They're creating a worship team. And guess who's leading the worship? The children. They're, they're being prepared for the future. They're being um, given lessons, vocal lessons. They're giving them lessons. Some want to play the piano. They're teaching them how to play the piano, how to play the drums. So they're organizing them for the future church. For they are the future of the church. So the children's ministry is very dear to their heart. Not only that, but they serve the community. Uh, the government there is utilizing that facility to serve the community with all their outreaches that they have for the community, uh, pregnant mothers and uh, you know helping them with health care and stuff like that. It is coming to that building and utilizing that building. We may have to do a Hope Center in Columbia. I saw you over there like, doo doo. <laughs> but okay, Hezekiah, now I'm bringing it back locally and then we'll go back. This is pretty cool how you set it up. So we're going globally, locally, globally, locally. All right, so uh, locally, Hez, we're doing some things here all the time, some strategic outreaches, and even you've had some relationships with the, the police force. And you want to kind of explain some of the things that, that we're doing here as well? Yeah, um, so this started uh, two years ago. Mm -hmm. This is uh, during George Floyd's uh, you know, situation that happened there, um, going through a lot of emotions. And a lot of feelings. A lot of feelings. That <laughs> you know, uh, kind of birthed in me a uh, new understanding of outreach and the real issue at hand. Um, since then, we've been doing a lot of different um, outreach programs, you know, partnering with Chief McCarthy here in Lindenwald. Um, I was fortunate enough to help start a uh, chaplaincy program for Lindenwald, where the main focus would be to relieve some of the necessarily unneeded pressure off of the shoulders of our law enforcement and first responders. Um, they get calls for literally everything, and it can be as simple as, you know, dealing with grief, you know, somebody's passing or whatever the case is. Our officers need to be somewhere where they're most likely, not to say they're not needed there, but more could be at use somewhere else. Um, so our focus would be to go there and share the gospel there. That's one program as well as um, a baseball card program for the youth uh, where the police carry around cards and they kind of get engaged with the youth and kind of share that message that way. Um, other things that we do are old school processing. Yeah. You know, we knock on doors. <laughs> yeah, pass off flyers. House yeah. To house, apartment to apartment, and we literally hand out flyers. And um, something so simple has such a huge impact yeah. in God's kingdom. Yeah. Um, through that, we we uh, show the local community resources that we actually are fortunate enough to have here at Commitment, like our eye care ministry, food pantry, and um, free clinics, different yeah. things like that, things that people need yeah. that they may not have the funds for, you yeah. know, that they can't get to or yeah. have accessibility to. Yeah, so, yeah. Like, yeah, and and one of the community outreaches that we did, well, well, let me back, let me say it differently. Many times we get approached with opportunities, like just recently we got approached with, uh, or we saw a need, and then God said, fill it with the local 
football champion, football team who won the championship. And uh, they said, hey, we're not going to have any food for our banquet. So relationally, we uh, were able to literally feed over 340 some odd people. Yeah, yeah, parents and children. And, uh, and then it, it did not cost them anything. And the beautiful thing about it was they said, hey, well, pastor, can you get up and say something? So I got up and shared my testimony, you know, and uh, this is a, a secular um, event, if you would. And God allowed us to share the gospel and just show the love of Jesus. And so a lot of the people from the church went over there to serve and, and serve the families professionally. It was pretty cool. Everybody had their black pants, white shirt and, and was uh, serving tables, waiting tables and so forth. Um, and some of the things the men were sharing even last week that they did a barbecue uh, in Camden and things like that for the fathers. So, so really, again, um, it, it's as creative as God wants us to be. And we get into some of that once we get over here to um, the uh, CTC and Food Pantry. Hello, my name is Sarah Vega, and I am the Administrative and Executive Director here at Commitment Church. I hope you've enjoyed today's message by Pastor Cedric Brown. If you didn't know, Pastor Cedric also sends out encouraging videos weekly. We call these the Weekly Wire. We can send these encouraging videos directly to you by subscribing at www.loveallnations.org. Here's an example of the encouragement you'll receive. Many times we will question the fairness of God. Is God fair when things aren't going well with us? Has God if you would turn his face away from us. But you know, there's a Bible verse that says this. It says, he has not dealt with us according to our sins. I think that short message from God says to me at least that he is extremely fair towards me. So the next time you're looking for God to give you a pass or help you out in a particular situation or give you more than what he has so graciously given all of us through the finished work of Jesus Christ, let us always remember that he has not, will he not ever because of the finished work of Jesus Christ, deal with us according to our sins. We hope you enjoyed the sample of our Weekly Wire. Again, to subscribe to your weekly inspiration, refreshment, and encouragement, please visit www.loveallnations.org. Thank you again for listening to our series, Let's Re-Engage, From Commitment to Truth, the teaching ministry of Commitment Church, a place for all nations. Ephesians 4, 14 through 16 says, As a result, we are no longer to be children, tossed here and there by waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of men, by craftiness and deceitful scheming. But speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in all aspects into Him who is the head, even Christ, from whom the whole body, being fitted and held together by what every joint supplies, according to the proper working of each individual part, causes the growth of the body for the building up of itself in love. As the fitted and held together body that we are, it is critical that we not only reconnect with one another, but serve together for the furthering of the gospel, so that more and more can hear of Christ and be saved. If you want to listen to the previous messages in this series, or if you want to hear messages from other series, visit Commitment Church on YouTube or Pastor Cedric Brown on Spotify, Pandora, or other podcast providers. You can also visit us on our website, commitmentchurch.org. And if you live in the Philadelphia, Delaware, 
or South Jersey area, we would love to see you in person as well. You can attend any of our services by visiting us at 2 Berlin Road South, Lindenwald, New Jersey, 08021. Thank you again for listening, and have a blessed and wonderful day.